hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the hit, it's time for... Suck Attack. The number one award-seeking comedy podcast about comedy... Podcast. And here's your host, internationally recognized comedy podcast podcaster, Mark Mark Hershaw. Hershaw. Mark Hershaw. Hershaw. Mark Hershaw. Hershaw. Oh my goodness, what is this? Yes, tis I, Mark Hershon, host and third base coach for Epi 115 of Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast. And this is yet another Succotash Clips episode. Been a while since we've sat down at the Succotash microphones and had a long yak fest with someone, but that's about to change as I am on the eve of making the Kessel Run from San Francisco to Los Angeles in order to make it into town for the fourth annual Los Angeles Podcast Festival this weekend. If you're in the Southland and want to check it out, the Shindig is at the Sofitel in West Hollywood, right across from the Humongoid Beverly Center. You can get tickets and information at LAPodFest.com. I'm anticipating a whole lot of talking going on, both from folks talking to me in the Squarespace Podcast Lab and from me talking to podcasters on their shows. I have some specifics about some of the action that's coming up when we get to the Tweet Sack segment later on in the show. Speaking of the tweet sack, our friends in podcasting, namely Dean Haglin and Phil Larness of the Chill Pack Hollywood Hour, used our proprietary word coinage in their show just last week. Before we let go of movie news, uh, we got to our tweet sack, uh, and, and, and I'm using the term tweet sack, which as far as I know is a wholly owned term created by our friend Mark Hershon of Succotash, who is, right. let's not kid ourselves, he's a branding expert. He... Uh, <laughs> Certainly is. Right? He came up with Dasani. Uh, he came up with uh, Blackberry. He came up with uh, Riboflavin. He came up with Soda Pop. He came up with Limbo Dance. So he's really created a lot of great terms over the years, and Tweet right. Sack is one of them. Uh, Love Tweet Sack. But we got a, a tweet uh, from LeJean Johnson, the venerable one, uh, at Dean and Phil. Does it upset you that Man on Wire has been turned into... The Walk, and this is a movie, uh, the preview for which, in 3D, I saw at the Downtown Independent, where, uh-huh. uh, where Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays Philippe, Philippe Petit, uh, the man who uh, walked across the tightrope atop the World Trade Centers back in the, uh, the early, the towers for the World Trade Center back in the early uh, 1970s. Uh, Lejean's tweet goes, I'm a little pissed. It doesn't look as good. So, Dean Hagland, to find out that there is a fictionalized account of the story in Man on Wire, which we both both loved, uh, yeah. does it does it upset you that it has been turned into this fictional movie, The Walk? Well, the documentary did uh, delve into so many fascinating aspects about the stunt that he did, um, and yet, you know, perhaps there was a. Uh, uh, missing uh, uh, emotional core from the tight warp, uh, uh, Mister himself, but uh, maybe there wasn't. I don't know. I could. Uh, I'm. I'm not going to see the walk, only because I love the documentary so much. Unless it gets amazing reviews and gives some insight into why he was doing that, because I think the documentary showed the how and the uh, uh, post flush of it at all. But the motivation to go up there and cross, I didn't really think they delved into it a lot. 
Uh, oh, I'm with you. That's exactly why I would see it, and I won't see it if it's not supposed to be good. In terms of getting angry, uh, I think we've covered this ground before uh, when there are remakes, right? Uh, yeah. Why get angry about it? I mean, honestly, from a business standpoint, I understand that when you love something, you don't want something else to rip it off. I get that from an emotional level. But let's face it, the truth is more people are going to know about this documentary because of the fictional remake, no matter, how, no matter how good that fictional remake is then people would have known about it had this thing not been made. So it's going to bring more attention to the documentary. If you love the documentary and you love the people who made it, uh, it's only good things. That's your Chill Pack Hollywood Hour, of course, which you can catch dropping every Monday at their home site, chillpack, C-H-I-L-L-P-A-K, Hollywood.com, or on Blog Talk Radio. Dean Haglin, as mentioned in this space before, has relocated to Sydney, Australia, so we won't be seeing him at the Podfest. And Phil Lairness is immersed in directing work, so he's out of pocket as well. But I will be talking to them on their show, but more on that later. Stay tuned for details later on in this very episode. Besides that kickoff clip from Chill Pack Hollywood Hour, other shows that we're featuring this show include Illusionoid, The JV Club, The Man Child Show, the Red and Jay Show, Studio Studs, The Bitter Sound, and Tiny Odd Conversations. We also have a classic Henderson's Pants commercial, a burst of durst with comedian commentator Will Durst, and a new song from frequent contributor Abner Surd. If you're a comedy podcaster and would like us to include a clip from your show, you can use our direct upload link to get us your three to five minute MP3 clip. Just jump on over to Hightail.com slash you slash Suckatash, and that'll get up to us. We also will find you eventually, me and our associate producer Tyson Sainer, constantly scouring the landscape of the internet to uh, find podcasts and podcast clips to bring to the show. But if you want to jump frog or leapfrog that line, uh, that's the, the thing to do is use that upload link. All right, let's dip our ears into this epi a little deeper, shall we? The last time we had Miss Janet Varney grace our microphones was almost a year ago at last year's L.A. Podfest. I just saw her in a rough cut of a new movie we've talked about here before, Diani and Divine Meet the Apocalypse. And she's hilarious, as always. You hear her voice all over the place, including as the voice of Korra in The Legend of Korra animated series, and as the voice of Nerdist.com. She's 170 episodes into her podcast, The JV Club, where she mostly interviews women of showbiz, except during her Boys of Summer series, which just ended. Her latest guest is also a friend and past guest of Succotash, dating back to our episode 9, no less, and it's none other than Kelly Carlin, who's been touring with her one-woman show, A Carlin Home Companion, Growing Up With George, and she's got her new book just coming out yesterday, I think. She and Janet share some things in common, including being the only child in their respective families. When my dad died, I didn't know any comics. I didn't hang out with comics. Mm. I didn't grow up hanging out with comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad was of an era where he wasn't coming up in comedy clubs. It was much of a loner kind of a thing. And comedy wasn't my thing. I didn't like in high school go out to comedy. We did other things like drugs. Which, by the way, where were you in high school? Just so we get some context for that. Uh, high, I graduated in 81. I lived here in LA. Okay. 
And I went to uh, Crossroads. Oh, sure, which, sure. Uh, yeah, we've had some. Infamous. We've had at least one Crossroader, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty it infamous. Is. Speaking of the sort of earnest, like what you think of when you think of the kind of oh rich liberal, completely. Yeah. And, I, and I was at Crossroads back in the day when, and that's got to be how long had it been around when you it, were in very it? few very years. Yeah. I mean, I was there very early on. There was like three buildings on this alleyway, and now there's like. You know, Steven Spielberg's built this thing, and there's yeah. like all these actual buildings and stuff. But, but um, back to my point is that I never knew what camp I belonged. So, I, so I'd go over to the entertainment world camp for a while, and I'd be in there, and I'd be like, yeah, but there's no like, ha- there's no heart or soul here, and it's kind of dog eat dog, and I can be sarcastic and cynical and funny like anyone else, but I, I need more. And then I yeah. go over to the other world for a while and I'd get all like soothed and healed there. And then it'd be like, yes. And these people are talking about fairies and angels. <laughs> Someone, you know, stabbed me in the eye. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I have to go back over and I would just be like flipping back thinking I can't live the schizophrenic life. And so now I'm just like, all right, I'm just in the middle somewhere. Sometimes I'm leaning this way. Sometimes I'm leaning that way. And I feel a lot more sane because yeah. of it. Yeah. Oh, God. I love that. I can relate to that on so many levels. Yeah. It, 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 absolutely. I shouldn't be surprised. I'm also an only child. Side note. Um, who did you live with when you were in high school, when you were at Crossroads? Uh, were my splitting? parents. Yeah. Okay. So were they together? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. My parents were together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so just you, only child with parents who were together. Because a lot of the time, an only child is an only child because the parents split up in yeah, my case. No, no. You know what I'm saying? So you sort of become the lone, no, the lone I, ranger. Yeah. The no, thing I, that, you know, your parents, like that's a lot of only children for me. We were meant to be together, but we were meant to get together to have you. (laughs) No pressure. Yeah. No pressure. Yeah. So guess what? You need to heal everything. That's right. Everything that we broke. Make it worth it. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So true. It's so true. But you didn't have that, which I love. Yeah. No, Um, no. My parents were together. Did you ever have uh, the conversation of like, did you, were you one who wished you'd had siblings or did you like it the way it was? No, I liked the way it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's funny now. I look back on it now and I talk to people who have siblings and I think, oh yeah, I would have been able to share all the chaos with my sibling or like, you know, have some sort of defense, but see, because I was the only child, I was in the middle of all my parents' stuff and I became what they call the parentified child. Mm-hmm. I was the only adult in the household for oh, a few you were, years. Yeah, yeah. Because my parents were doing a lot of drugs for a couple of years. And is this stuff that people can also enjoy when they, if they want to expound upon it in uh, a Carlin home uh, companion? Most definitely. <laughs> I speak of these years. Uh, you guys, uh, this is one of those things where I've wanted to have Kelly on the podcast. And uh, as it turns out, it's one of those awesome serendipitous things where uh, I found out that this book was coming out and... Um, and uh, and I was like, now hold on, because this is one of those things where it's I don't have a show about cars that we're gonna try to like shoehorn <laughs> you growing up into. This yeah. is actually yeah, this a is, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yes. Kick back and catch all 170 epies of the JV Club at our home site, JanetVarney.com, at TheNerdist.com, or on iTunes, Stitcher, etc. One of my favoriteest shows ever, Illusionoid, just kicked off their fifth year and fifth season of podcasting. The terrific trio from Toronto, Paul Bates, Lee Smart, and Nug Nargang, still the best name in podcasting for my money, runs a fantastic improvised sci-fi themed show that is consistently funny. Now, I just reviewed the episode that this particular club is from for both Splitsider.com and the Huffington Post last week. I've got links to that review up on our blog for this episode at SuccotashShow.com if you'd like to read more about it. The episode is called Day Million, 
and features three owners of a copy store that has somehow existed for over 2,000 years. And their lone customer on this fateful day is just about to walk in. You know, when we started this photocopy business, yeah. I didn't think it was going to last 10 days. Yeah, nickel and dime, mom and pop, they said, right? Yeah. But now, add some exponential zeros yeah. to that number 10 that I predicted, and you've got where we are. Well, you never think, with the advances in technology, that people are still going to need photocopies. But there are always those people. Hey, you know what? We've seen our ups and downs. Yep. You know? Yep. We went through the highs of the boom, the photocopy shop boom. Oh, yep. remember that? Oh, we were yeah. swimming in money. Oh, oh gosh. Man, swimming in nickels and dimes. Oh, man. And then, uh, you know, scanners came along. Uh-huh. Dark Email. days. Dark yeah. days. Yeah. Then the blood cults. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they boy. took down all technology. Yep. Yep. Oh, then the dark times. We had to use the old. Uh, remember the oh the carbon uh, the paper ditto yeah. machine. Yeah. yeah, man. I I I was huffing the uh, the alcohol. Yeah, and then you, you got dependent. Some real hard times. I did. I did. But, but you guys were there for me. Hey, man. And you came through rehab squeaky clean. I did. You know, really, literally. Yeah. And we unearthed that. Dug up that ancient printing press. Yeah. Yeah. We inked up the blocks and printed posters to tell people where we were. I printed my first Bible. Remember that? Yeah. 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 The yeah. one with Steve Gutenberg on the front? Yeah, the Steve Gutenberg Bible. Yeah, that's right. Man, oh, if I might quote, uh, hey, Johnny Five, what's up? That's it? Yeah. That From, was it. Uh, Genesis 1-1, I believe. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. Oh, man. All Steve Gutenberg quotes that Bible. Yeah, that's right. Our Lord Gutenberg. That helped. Uh, that helped me through, you know... Our dark times. And you came through that rehab just squeaky clean. Thank you. Yeah, and remember when I found that box of abandoned toner? Oh. It was irradiated, right? So yeah. I was in there with the hazmat suit on, and then we opened it up, and it was it was still viable, right? It was still viable. We printed those glow-in-the-dark Steve Gutenberg Bibles. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Something like hotcakes, those yeah. things. Yeah. Poisoned thousands. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. made it through that. Squeaky clean. You know... Hmm? The, I gotta say, the buffer in that rehab center is outstanding. It really is. The, it, you know, a lot of our money has just gone to that rehab center, but we, yeah. we've bounced back. Yeah. Here we are, on our feet, right? Here we are. Standing tall. Banners are up. With photocopies are back. <sighs> and it is day one million. Yeah. Day million. Day million. Of this photocopy store. Who do you think is going to be our first customer today? Like, our first day millionth customer? Gosh. Here comes a guy in a, a handsome white suit. Oh. Here he is. Gentlemen, hello. Hi there. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. Hey, uh, how's it going? Great. I see you've opened up your photocopy store today. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Well, as usual, except today is a day unlike any other. It's a special day, sir. It's day million of us being open. Yeah. Well, perhaps you could make a photocopy for me. Oh, well, that's our job. Great. I'll need a single photocopy of this. Uh, wow. Wow, this is, uh... <laughs> this is on, like, parchment, and, uh... Well, it appears to be written in, uh, in blood on, on here. I don't know if blood will photocopy. Yeah, it, you know, the, the, the iron content in blood, it might not really... It might not read on when we put it down on the flatbed. Well, I trust that you'll figure it out. I have other errands to run and must be going. Goodbye. He just took off. He said one copy. He didn't specify what paper he wants it on. I I guess just regular paper. What, like 10 pound? 
I guess. Love those guys. Check them out at their home site, illusionoid.com, and wherever fine podcasts are jacked into. Now, we normally don't play promos for podcasts on Succotash because, well, I think clips make better promos than promos, but I have been waiting patiently enough for the return of the Man by Cow podcast with Rufus and Howard. Season 3 is imminent, and there's finally word that it's almost here. Hello, listener. It's Rufus here with a very special message about Series 3 and what's coming soon for the Man by Cow podcast. Firstly, we're very happy to announce that we're joining the British Comedy Guide and their excellent lineup of podcasts. This means we'll be killing this feed and re-releasing Series 1 and 2 on a new one, which you can subscribe to by using the handy links at manbycow.com. We've also taken this opportunity to make some changes to the old episodes, and consequently, many of them contain new material, sometimes quite a lot of new material. So, if you've ever considered listening again, now is the ideal time to join us back at the beginning. This also means we have a definite date for the beginning of Series 3. Basically, we're going to re-release Series 1, then 2, then start Series 3 without a break, so it very much is coming soon. And you can count down with us by subscribing to the new feed now and just watching the numbers. Of course, changing podcast feeds does mean that we'll lose all your wonderful reviews on iTunes. So if you're an iTunes subscriber, we'll be hugely grateful if, while you're subscribing, you also give us a nice five-star rating. Which shouldn't take more than a few seconds, but will bring enormous amounts of joy into our lives. If you're feeling particularly generous, you could also leave us a quick review. Or if you wrote one before, just copy and paste it across to the new feed. This will make us so unspeakably happy and grateful that we plan to say thanks by making a thank you video in which we read your reviews and review your reviews and choose our favourite ones and give honorary titles to the people who wrote them, like Uncle Best Review Writer or Auntie Good at Words. So if you fancy being a part of that, get scribbling now. But please, do be careful to leave reviews on the new feed, not this one, because this one will be deleted soon. And whatever you do, don't forget to subscribe to the new feed, because this one will be deleted soon. Thanks for listening. We look forward to you joining us on our British Comedy Guide adventure to Series 3, and Series 4 following shortly behind it. We're getting ready to go now. To spend some time with Man by Cow. They're going to take us to the moon. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be exciting. Well, from Man by Cow, we go to the Man Child Show. We've been getting lots of Twitter action from Pistol Pete MC, who's one of the hosts of the Man Child Show. He tells me that since he's come aboard, he's been trying to steer the show away from some of uh, comedy's low hanging fruit which I assume may be a metaphor for testicle jokes. Pete really wants me to play something from their next episode, but it's not ready yet. So I am going to play something from their previous installment because, well, who knows? The network may punch our ticket, and we'd be out of here before the next show of Manchild even starts. So from their last episode, here's a taste of Manchild. That's some beautiful piano music. In fact, I've never heard shit like that in my entire life. So what do you got for us, Pete? Start us off. Come on. Well, uh, you guys know that it's election time again, and uh, the front runner so far is uh, Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And uh, I'm oh, so, so glad to hear that she already isn't getting in, 
uh, endorsed by some of Hollywood's greatest celebrities, including uh, Hustler's really? porn mogul Larry Flint. Larry Flint's black hair? That's I, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter and RuPaul. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Forty-four percent of college students said they are voting for her strictly because she's a woman, and thirty-six percent of the college students don't even know the vice president's name. Now, I have no problem that she's a woman, but that's a little sad. Plus, Monica Lewinsky just gave Hillary some exclusive campaign advice. No shit. And she said, "Don't blow it." <laughs> so, uh, do me a favor. If you don't know where a candidate stands or her policies, don't vote. Fuck that shit. There you go. He put it. Wow. Dropped the mic. Made a hole all the way down to China with that one and stuff. That's a. That was kind of interesting. Let me see what I got here. Ready? A clumsy feckin' prick was hospitalized in North Carolina after accidentally getting a potato stuck in his ass. <laughs> but reports are coming in right now to confirm that this didn't actually happen because of some weird sex game that he was playing. Nurse Sally Bangfinger said, He explained to me quite sincerely he had been hanging curtains naked in the kitchen when he fell backwards on the kitchen table and onto a potato. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so, the moment where nobody asked if he had planned to use those potatoes to make mashed potatoes for dinner that night, fuck. That shit. What do you think about yeah, that, guys? Yeah. Amen on that one, right? <laughs> I, I just fell on it. I just fell on that potato. I didn't mean to shove it up my ass. Not at all. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't get away with that excuse. No, Chief. What do you got for us? I know you got one in you. Come on. Or a Reverend, actually. Sorry, we'll we'll, we'll edit that on the other board. Uh, Reverend, what do you got for us right now? Facebook, man. Facebook. You know, so, you know sometimes you're such an asshole of an algorithm. You know. People group. I may know more more like the people I really don't care to know. Yeah. You know, maybe two mutual friends. Right. Like cool, like cool. You know, please introduce me right away. You know, immediately. <laughs> you know, yeah. like no, no, thanks. You know, I wouldn't like to add that uh, that girl, my ex girlfriend, cheated on, but <laughs> or you know, or the, or the girl, the guy I like to use to sleep with. Yeah, no thanks, no thanks for asking. No thanks. Wow, fuck that, that. Fuck that shit, right? Fuck that, that shit. That. You got some weird people. Alexa, do you have a Facebook that's that's like your own with your real friends on there? Like not the Yeah, you know. I do. So do and you- there's about five for if you if anybody tries to add Alexa Ames on Facebook, none of those are me. <laughs> they're all like some fifty year old. Are you man sure because this Yeah, right, because you sure this guy doing a fucking you know, jump with a motorcycle over the Grand Canyon looks legit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so, so many people that follow us that are, like, not the real people. It frustrates me. Oh, yeah, just, dude. I just mute them. I had Mrs. Know? Roper following me for, like, two years. I was like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, and as soon as I stopped smoking weed, I was like, that wasn't Mrs. Roper. You know what I mean? It immediately <laughs> hit me and stuff. So, <laughs> See, yeah, I'm so... I get people making like uh, Facebook pages for Alexa Ames, and it's like not even a picture of me. It'll be like a girl that slightly resembles me, huh. and they'll just tweet pictures of like big black vaginas, like taking like like <laughs> that's that. It's yeah. not, like I don't know if I'm insulted, or you know, that you think that that could be me, or if I'm flattered that you're making a fake one of me. <laughs> like, that was like my Twitter feed for the last two days until I figured out you could mute people. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Sometimes you can mute people. You can yeah. mute people on Twitter now. Like I'm they good don't with even that. Know it. Game changer. <laughs> <laughs> Find more Manchild at their home site, manchildshow.com. They're also up on Spreaker.com. Co-host Pistol Pete gave us an absolutely gr- glowing review on iTunes recently, and I thought that you know what? If I read it on the show, it might just shame some of you others to hop up there and post your own reviews for Succotash on iTunes as well. Mm-hmm. 
I have been in the podcasting internet radio days since 2007. And since the latest podcasting bubble hit, it seems that everyone has a podcast now just because they can. A very successful fellow tri-state area podcast, Broken Filter, passed the Succotash show to me because their show was in a previous Succotash episode. I listened and was hooked. Not only do they find the best shows, but they play snippets of them. So while you're laughing your butt off, you are also learning and finding great podcasts in a medium flooded by average lackluster shows. They also have a great blog and website where they write small bios on the shows reviewed with their links and a rundown of the hysterical comedy bits. Host Mark Hershon is the Casey Kasem of podcasting with his smooth voice, upbeat audio charisma, and witty, charming humor. The production value of this podcast is done correctly in every aspect of engineering, from audio, editing and clips to the comedy bits, all the tracks don't miss a beat, and it's very personal. They make you feel like they're talking directly to you. My hat's off to you, Succotash Show and Mark Hershon. You have a gem of a show. Podcasters, pass the Succotash. Thank you. Your friend Pistol Pete from Corrosive Radio. Wow. Great review or greatest review? You decide. All I know is that I don't think that you can write one better than that. And give us five stars? Not a chance. In fact, I dare you to get up to iTunes and write something better than that. Thanks, Pistol Pete. Now, we haven't played anything from Tiny Odd Conversations for a bit, which means we've completely missed out on celebrating their episode 200. If you haven't caught Talk Pod, it's with our friends Travis and Brandy Clark, a delightful couple from Los Angeles. First of all, kids, congrats on hitting your Epi 200. And second of all, this clip has Trav and Brandy ruminating about how do parents manage to let their kids try all sorts of sports and activities without being fabulously rich. When you try something and your parents put you in sports or band or whatever, and you're just like, you know, as a parent, you're like, yeah, some of this isn't going to stick and some of it is. And you just hope you get lucky. And I think that's the challenge of being a parent, especially being my parent, because I would be like, this is the thing I'm into. And they're like, no, you were into violin. Remember when you were into violin? <laughs> I was when did violin. you? Yeah. How often did you practice violin? Never. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Remember after that, you decided you were in, into trumpet. You were a trumpet player. Yeah, I remember that. And and why were you in a trumpet player? Because uh, my friend Eric Weinhold was going to be a trumpet player. Yeah, did Eric stick with it? <laughs> no, he didn't. So did you ever practice? No, I didn't. Did we buy you a trumpet? Yeah, I remember there being a trumpet. I do remember that <laughs> happening. Yeah. So when you came to us and said you want to be a guitar player, we didn't buy you a guitar. You've done two other instruments and just never fucking touched them. So how do you how do you want to how as a parent do you encourage your kid and then tell them no because you're like I don't know which is really truthful because every time they're right, like that's this what I'm saying the only way to be a good parent is to be unbelievably wealthy yeah I think is the only way uh, and attentive <laughs> wealthy and attentive are the two things you need because when your kid's like I'm a karate dude and you go I guess and then you take him to karate class and then he gets his ass kicked and he's like nope I'm not a karate dude you go alright what's the next thing you want to do so why don't they have like businesses that just have like all the things as a kid that most kids will say they want to do and you like rent it for a week it's like Netflix of hobbies okay well now we're done podcasting that's what we're doing now <laughs> <laughs> kid kid habits kid kid yeah. kid crafts 
Kid Crafts, what is your kid into? We'll mail it to you for a week. If he likes it, keep it. We'll do a billing plan. If he hates it, send it back. We got 10 more. And believe me, we have very affordable pricing. Tiny Odd Conversations. It's weird for us, too. I manage to catch up with the Clarks pretty much every time I get to L.A., so I know that they've been busy and getting their episodes out regularly has been kind of tough. And believe me, I know what that's like, and I don't blame them a bit. Check them out at their home site, tocpod.com, or on iTunes or any of those sites that commit downloadery. And now, let's take off our pants and listen to this important message from this week's sponsor. Hello, friends. Bill Haywatt here. You know, with the summer winding down and the days getting shorter, it's a sure sign that it's back to school time. While kids might be grumbling that their fun is about to end, they can still be having a great time when they hit those hallowed halls in their new Hendersons back to school pants. Far from being too cool for school, Hendersons back to school pants are just right, regardless of whether your offspring is star of the football team or a wimpy loser who gets beaten up by the bike racks every day after class. <laughs> On the advice of counsel, Henderson's Pants wants to assure listeners of this program that we do not tolerate nor support bullying in our nation's schools or playgrounds. The childhood spectrum illustrated in this commercial message is not intended to denigrate or mock those children who might be seen as being of lesser ability or popularity than other more desirable young people. We invite opposing views to contact the management of Henderson's Pants via this program. We now return to the commercial, already in progress. Bill? Thank you, Joe. Originally designed for private school, public school, and that school of hard knocks, Henderson's Back to School Pants can be found in the aisles next to peachy folders, pencil boxes, and small caliber firearms, wherever back to school supplies are sold. That's Henderson's, makers of knickers and knee pants since 1917. And now, back to Suckatash. Thank you, Bill Haywatt. Red and Jay are back. I actually don't know who those guys are, but according to their home site, redandjshow.podbean.com, they're five episodes in after being off for a year. That's Red and Jay. Now, there's not a lot of info on these guys on their site, just their first names, or maybe those are nicknames, Red and Jay. I don't know. But I do know that they are opinionated about stuff that some of us probably don't even think a whole lot about. In the snippet that we harvested, they're going off about HR, that's human resources, black gold, Texas tea. What is up with fucking HR and these corporate businesses doing little games and wanting to get the people involved while they're laying them off left and right, but yet they want us to go and do these little games to raise awareness for charity and shit? You know what? I really don't appreciate being asked to go do these little events for something that I don't even believe in, honestly, because it doesn't help local, if you ask me. But as a company, as a company, I really get irritated when we're laying people off left and right. And I'm just saying co- corporation, not my company. But as a corporation, laying people off left and right, and there you go, and you want us to get cheerful and go involve and get in these little games and go run around with a stick horse and throw a football through a hula hoop and 
you know, fuck that shit. It really pisses me off, man. It really gets me going, and it just yeah. Today really pissed tell. me off. <laughs> it just yeah. it really gets me off track and makes my blood boil. But what the fuck, honestly? You know what, man? It's all nowadays. I don't know that everybody's heart is in the right place when it comes to charity. I think it's the it thing to do. I think people are looking for like a pat on the back. Exactly. As a way of trying to, you know, pull on the heartstrings of people and say, man, these people really care because they give to this charity or they give to that charity. The real givers anywhere are people who remain anonymous who just give and don't yeah. and don't care if they get any recognition for it, which that to me is true charity anyway. But I suppose they're just trying to do whatever they think they can to raise donations, here's, to get people to give. Here's where it gets personal, is if I'm asked to be involved in one of these groups or play a game, and I... I I always refuse. I've never done it. I don't want to do it. But then people try to sign me up to be funny or whatever. I don't care. But then I refuse, absolutely. And people get irritated with me, give me flack for it. They have no idea what I do in my own personal time as far as what I give to charity because I don't go gloat about it. I help certain people. I help things. I help different GoFundMe pages. But I don't go gloat about it and have to go play a game to win a pizza party. Right. To me, that's where I draw the line is when it comes to charity. If I'm having to promote it that hard for people to give money, there's something else behind it. And that pisses me off. Uh, Yeah, I can see that. If you want to scramble up onto the Red and Jay bandwagon, they're at redandjshow.podbean.com. You can also find them just as easily on iTunes or probably Stitcher. I don't know if they're on Stitcher, but you can look for them. And let me know if you find them, won't you? One of the staunchest supporters of this show and what we do here, namely let you know about comedy podcasts, is Davey and Dent over in the UK. He's involved in a couple of podcasts, including Strange Times and his own The Bitter Sound, a show that's an ongoing experiment and experience in audio wonderment. The old BS has been down for a bit, but it's coming back, baby. And Davian, along with his sometime sidekick, Matt Bubbles, created this preview of a piece for the upcoming first show of his new season, just for you. I'm at us. What? Why are we both in the same flotation tank? Why shouldn't we be in separate ones? Um... Yeah, that is special on um, Wednesday afternoon. It's a uh, couple's afternoon. You tight gate. Well, I'm sorry, but after you exploded on the microwave and set fire to the kitchen, you know, I've got to rein in the purse strings, you know. Bit, but, of, a, bit, bit of an economy drive. But, but... And you keep giving away the T-shirts for the show for nothing. No monies. No, no monies. I get no monies when you give them away. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, um, can you select uh, songs from a dolphin's tear on the CD player over there? Button over there. Are you and your fucking dolphin?
Um, Matt, are you eating crisps? Y- yeah. Fucking how... I'm, I'm hardly going to be able to think about in a zen when you're munching on bloody Monster Munch now, am I? How do you know it's Monster Munch? The distinctive aroma of not-quite-pickled onion. Oh, OK. Um, do, do you want one? No, I do not. I'm trying to chillax. <laughs> chillax? <laughs> Wanker. Finish your crisps and sharp. Kind of red bull. We're supposed to be reaching a state of transcendental bliss. Not buzzing off caffeine. Yeah, I know, but I didn't have breakfast this morning. Well, neither did I. You don't hear me chained down on a fucking picnic now, do you? No. Was that your stomach rumbling? Mm. Yeah. You fancy a snack? No. All right. What you got? All right. Um. Let me let me just check. Got. Um. I've got the leftovers from that homemade egg vindaloo I made last night. Really? Yeah. Oh, all right, come on, let's have some, pass it over. Alright. There you go. There you go. Get, then get that down, really. Mmm, nice one, Matt. Cheers. Ah, oh, sweet. Pandas. Pandas! Pandas! What the fuck? Pandas! Matt! Matt! Fucking... Calm down. What's up? What the fuck? Sorry, sorry, David. Fucking nightmare again. Oh, pandas. Yes. Jesus, Matt. We need to get into therapy. I think that might be a really good idea. Look, come, look. Come, come, come. Drink, 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 drink. Are you right? Are you right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I think so. <coughs> oh, Jesus. Bloody swear. Look, put your pants in a plastic bag. Put your pants in a plastic bag. Okay, okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. Look, look, pass me that towel. I've had enough. I'm going out.
Oh, Davy, I lost the wrong. Oh! Oh, shit. Fuck you, idiot, Davian. That's the wrong. What is it? tank that was more of a desolation tank and the most disgusting use of the theater of the mind in modern history scoop up some more of the wonder that is the bitter sound at appropriately thebittersound.com and everywhere else podcasts can be found next up is a clip from the studious studs podcast with shack scott and terrence i found these guys because they've retweeted some things of ours found it out that they're into their second season after taking a break for the summer Their website describes the show as, quote, a weekly podcast that sits down and discusses life's obstacles and events in a very funny way, unquote. All right, I'll buy that. Let's see what the guys have to say about a recent Chris Brown concert. But like I was saying, (laughs) this week um, I went to the Chris Brown concert. He performed in Tampa, Florida at the Mid-Florida Amphitheater, Um, who you mentioned last week. You gave, you gave him an award, Chris Brown an award. I don't even remember last week on the podcast you said for the most songs you fucked to since 2003. True. So I'm True. surprised you weren't there. True. Most And he performed all those songs. Me like Chris Beefing right now, though. We'll get into that after this. But concert was in Tampa, Florida. It was cool. As the kids say nowadays, it was lit. I don't know what that means, but it was lit. If there's Like, there was technically a lot of lightning there because it somebody, rained. Did somebody light a fire? Nah, people got struck by lightning. Like, that actually did happen. Oh. Like, people got struck by lightning. It's typical white concert things. White girls fighting. Uh, was a, I saw a white girl brawl. Like, nine white girls fight at the same time. A white girl brawl? Brawl. Brawl. Ah. B-R-A-L. Like Super Smash Brothers, but with white Thank you girls. for not letting me have to finish spelling that. Got you. Got you. Super Smash Brothers, but with white girls. Got you. Yeah, yeah, Some yeah. Some Jigglypuff, Pikachu. Oh, there's a lot of Jigglypuffs out there. Trust me. A lot of Jigglypuffs. A lot of Kirby's. A, lot of, a whole bunch of that. But, um. Fat chicks like Chris Brown? That's see, that's what I want to get into. So Tampa is a very weird place in Florida. It's a lot of huckabuck hillbillies out there. One more time. A lot of huckabuck hillbillies. Who believe fucks? Huckabucks, which is like the white people that are tolerable versus black people. They don't necessarily. They might. They might still be racist, but they're tolerable. Okay. So like, if they have a Confederate flag, it's in their pocket. It's not on their car. You get what I'm saying? Or it's on their wallet. It's like. Their cell phone cover that they never take out. Exactly. Like, a little bit of hidden. But, at this concert, um, there was a wide array of different type of, like, fans. And so we had, you got the black people, a lot of moms and dads out there without their kids. I'm talking about, like, grown women and grown men, like, 45, 50 years old, like, going into... Take you down video. Going into deuces. I'm talking, like, going into deuces. I'm like, okay. That's that's how these dudes try to get that divorce. (laughs) But I almost got into a fight with at least like 16, 12 year olds. 
You'd have lost that. We ain't young no more. And let me tell you why. Okay, so those of you, well, Fetty Wap was at this concert, and if anybody knows, Fetty Wap is huge right now. Cyclops. Like, huge, exactly. Don't get ahead of me. Make sure you listen up. All right. I have something to say about that. Okay. <laughs> I see where you're going. <laughs> okay. But Fetty Wap, for those of you who don't know, is like all over radio. Just recently broke Eminem's record for the most, uh, for four number one singles in the Billboard 100 at the same time. Only person to ever do that since Eminem. Eminem did three. He beat Eminem's record with four number one singles right now. So, of course, when his set comes out, whole place goes crazy. Bananas, right? And his girls in front no of me was like, what'd you say? No nah, bananas. Bananas. It's Huckabucks, like I said. Huckabucks. So they're going crazy. And everybody, this girl, particularly in front of me, was like, oh my gosh, Fetty Wap! Fetty Wap! Fetty Wap! I love you! I lo- Over here! Over here! For those of you that don't know who Fetty Wap is and have never seen him, he has a disease. He got the Bill Cosby thing going on. Mm-hmm. Like one of his eyes don't work. Like mm-hmm. he hasn't. He has two eyes. But one of them just there. Like it doesn't work. Like at somebody all. popped a molly in his eye. Exactly. Like <laughs> exactly. Or what happened to Music Soul Child? Remember, Music Soul Child said he got stabbed in the eye by his uncle who was trying to feed him with that a fork. Never, that never happened. It's a funny ass story. It is though. But in who's Fetty Wap is performing? This girl is yelling at the top of her lungs. So what I tell the girl mm-hmm. that almost gets me beaten up. She yells and says, oh, my gosh, Fetty Wap, Fetty Wap, I love you. And without, like, missing a beat, I yell out, hey, 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 he can't see you. And then everybody's like, oh, it's because he's so far back. And I'm like, no, literally, he can't see you. He has one eye. He has no depth perception. He, he can't see you. Can he legally drive? Dude, I have never seen somebody dance so well in my life with one eye. Like, literally, one eyeball, like up there partying and I'll, a video will be up on Facebook at some point but this guy was up there going in so of course all the 12 year old girls get mad once it goes like cause literally I say this without even thinking it goes over the crowd everybody's like ah that's funny then you hear oh 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 bruh come on that's fucked up these girls literally getting pissed the fuck off at me right mad as fuck so I'm like hey man you take, win some you lose some y'all gotta take that L catch the studious studs over at their home site sqscott.podomatic.com or by visiting our site succotashshow.com and clicking on the Studious Studs Show title in our blog. Alright, judging by the old avian in the bag, it's time for the Tweet Sack. There's Tweety. Made famous by a recent mention on the Chill Pack Hollywood Hour podcast, the Tweet Sack is our mailbag. But instead of mail, it's mostly filled with the flotsam and jetsam that one finds bobbing in the twit stream. Occasionally, we'll find an email floating in there or a message from the Succotash hotline. And coming up right after the tweet sack, we've got our Burst O'Durst with political comedian and social commentator Will Durst. This time, he's talking about what the presidential candidates did on their summer vacations. But that's for later. Now, it's all the tweets that are fit to sack. Our first tweet is actually a Facebook message from Phil Larness of Chill Pack Hollywood Hour fame. We've been going back and forth about whether we'll be able to meet up at the L.A. Podfest, but Phil explains that he's going to be slammed. He says, I am shooting four short films that weekend and rushing to get back for my 10.30 p.m. weekly recording with Dean. And if you were either still around or already back, highly unlikely, I would want to conference Skype you in as our first test at adding a guest that way. You could discuss PodFest and see if, uh, and if you see it there, review Earbuds, the podcasting documentary that features those guys from Chill Pack Hollywood Hour. Huh, 
Well, as luck and my three-day pass to the PodFest would have it, I am seeing that earbud screening, so it looks like I'll be jumping into Chill Pack while I'm tooling up I-5 next Sunday night to report on it. I just hope Earbuds isn't another one of those movies with the darling puppies from the Airbud franchise. That's dogs, probably, that listen to podcasts. Next up is another Facebook message from our old friend Sean Merrick, a producer at the Sideshow Network. He says, hey, dude, you headed to L.A. PodFest this year. Would love to record an episode of Worst Collection Ever with you if you're free. That's Sean's comic book podcast, I believe. And yes, Mr. Merrick, count me in. We got a joke in the tweet sack this week. First joke ever, aside from the size of the donations we don't get every week, from Nickname. Oh, it's actually a riddle, not a joke. Why doesn't Red Cross Disaster Relief serve lima beans and corn? Answer, so the victims won't also be suffering succotash. Okay. All right, for a first joke, I'll take it. Thanks, nickname. I mentioned uh, to my old Hawaiian comedian pal and past succotash guest Andy Bumatai that I'm heading out Oahu way in early October. He responded via Twitter and wanted to know if I still had my motorcycle license, which I do. So it seems we're going to do an episode of his web show, Tooling Around, where he and a guest drive around Waikiki on motorcycles and do an interview with helmet mics and GoPro cameras. Aloha! Looking forward to that. That's Andy Bumatai and Tooling Around. Check out his show on YouTube if you haven't had a chance. The guys from 98 Problems Podcast tweeted that our Epi 114 was, quote, really good episode, one of the best features yet. Then I realized we'd clipped uh, uh, from their 98 Problems show, and that's what they were talking about. So uh, they were glad-handing themselves. And us at the same time. Thank you, guys. Finally, our old buddy Ethan Detmeyer, host of Combat Radio, has a new project out to raise much-needed money for social services called Combat Radio Halloween. It's got a bunch of crazy talent on it, reading spooky stories and generally ripping All Saints Day a new a-hole. Download your copy of Combat Radio Halloween by clicking over to cdbaby.com slash cd slash Combat Radio Halloween. Now that scraping sound you hear is me hitting the bottom of the tweet sack, which must mean it's time to read out the list of people who took the time this past week or so to tweet, retweet, follow, favorite, like, comment, or otherwise make us feel like we're somebody. Wheelbarrow full of dicks, Hunter Block, Peter Fusco, Changes in Latitudes, Norman Trousers, Jason Beckwith, The Death of Radio, Popcorn Poops, Abner Surd. Remember to stick around after the close of the show for a brand new song from Abner, a spooky song about spiders. Uh, Dave Nelson, Dave in the Cave, Ear Goggles, The Divine Miss M, uh, Tall Can Audio, Michael Powell, Julie Lynn Emerson, Broken Filter Live Show, Ali Anatangelo, Jay Milstein, Brian Flaherty, Stab, the Naked Porch Podcast, James Schleter, Hot Butter Podcast, 59 App, Mind's Eye Podcast, Eric Schwartz, Edward Allen, Jeremy Todds, Monster Party, Jesse Jones, Corky Knievel, Three Guys On, Clutch and Wiggle, James the Third, Pod Cheese, Jill Kinman, Shannon Hernandez, Tom Jackson Jr., Matt Knudsen, Mike Birnbaum, Frank Cronin, Wisdom House Books, Buck Jones, Alicia Sierra, Dorktown Podcast, Reverend John M. Price, DAPF Pod Annalise, 
DAPF Pod Neil C, Cosmic Potato, Mariah Nora, Sean Chesterfield, Salty Language Pod, The Odd Podcast, Annabelle Amy, Maria Nora, The Mo Show Podcast, Ed Wallach, Don't Quit Your Daycast, Jelly Fielder Studios, Dusty Sway, The Slant, Anti Semantic Show, The Dodo Times, Demi Newell, Priscilla DeVia, Omira Cast, Weird Science, Julie Lynn Emerson, I think that's the second time I've mentioned her, uh, Passerby's Podcast, Scav D, Couple Things Podcast, Hot Butter Podcast, David Lyell, Bill Sweeney, Three Guys Rant, Tiger and Socko Jones, and the Black Men Can't Jump podcast. Woo! Hey guys, Wilders here to say welcome back from your summer respite. And yes, that includes the presidential candidates returning from their home districts with batteries and bank accounts recharged. And since the hot air dirigible, that is Donald Trump, has sucked all the oxygen out of the room like a warehouse full of vacuum cleaners the size of Idaho, you might be interested in how the other White House applicants spent their summer vacations. Commissioning a grueling series of fact-finding investigative reports involving rumors, bribes, and just making stuff up, we here at Dursko are proud to reveal the results in a segment we call how they spent their summer vacations. Chris Christie held a seminar on how to survive a scandal for which the United CEO, Jeff Smysick, paid a lot of money not to attend. John Kasich checked into a Swiss spa for a charisma implant, which, alas, didn't take. In an attempt to trump Trump, Scott Walker called for a wall to be built on the Canadian border as well as the Mexican. And he wants a force field erected around Wisconsin designed to repel Illinois tourists. Hillary Clinton scrubbed an email server on her back porch, then used it to prop up the lawn umbrella. Ben Carson spent his summer being seen reading the Bible. Marco Rubio held a series of mock debates on immigration with himself and actually came close to winning one. Gearing up for the big fall push, George Pataki, Rick Santorum, Jim Gilmore, Lindsey Graham, Rand Paul, and Bobby Jindal all took a three-month nap. Rick Perry went off his meds. Conley Fiorina binge-watched the entire first season of Madam Secretary. Ted Cruz developed 14 different scenarios to repeal Obamacare. Jeb Bush dived into three different genealogical websites trying to prove that he was adopted. Mike Huckabee embarked upon a controversial hug-a-Christian-hypocrite tour, starting with a child molester, then moving on to a bigot. And finally, Bernie Sanders successfully changed his website address to heyyoukidsgetoffmylawn.com. For Suckatash, the comedy podcast podcast. I'm Will Durst. What did you do on your summer vacay? Hit Durst up on his home site, willdurst.com, and why don't you just share it with him? He's not expecting it, but go ahead and tell him anyway. Or tweet his twaddle at Will Durst on Twitter, if you like. And with that, Epi 115 is history. Except for my goodbye, the closing credits, and Abner Surd's latest a cappella masterpiece. I'm barely getting this one out the door before I head off to L.A. for the 4th Annual Los Angeles Podcast Festival. Remember, if you're going to be there, drop by our Succotash encampment in the Squarespace Podcast Lab. And if not, keep your Succotash feed open this weekend. I'm planning to upload any interviews I get on a kind of on-the-fly basis... 
as little mini-episodes or mini-sodes. I may even get to do a half-a-sode from the road as I make my way down Interstate 5 in the middle of the night. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to jump up to iTunes to rate and review us. That's about the only thing that gets us noticed these days. If you want to flip us a few coins, feel free to access the donate button or the Amazon banner. Amazon? The Amazon banner or our Succotashery. All through the website at SuccotashShow.com. Anything you give to those three things helps us out with the show costs and production. Well, until the next time we invade your ear holes, thanks for passing the Succotash. Goodbye. You've been listening to Succotash, the comedy podcast podcast with your host, Mark Hershon. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuccotashShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Smart Radio, and on SoundCloud. You can also hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Succotash Show. Email us at marc at SuccotashShow.com. Or call into the Succotash hotline at our non-toll-free call number, 818-921-7212. Succotash is produced and engineered with the kind assistance of Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, home of the hit, our associate Associate producer is Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durges. Until next time, I am your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the succotash. Goodbye. There's a spider in the woodshed, don't go there. You'd better get your kindling from elsewhere. She spins all day and weaves all night. She'll wrap you up and take a bite. And if you get away from her lair, you'll still have spider webs in your hair. Rum, bum, ba, da, dum, bum, bum, bum. There's a spider at the back door, don't go out. She lurks up by the old tin-down spout. She spins all day and weaves all night. She'll wrap you up and take a bite. If you need a breeze, you'd better do without, cause she'll crawl inside, I have no doubt. Yum-bum-ba-da-dum-bum-bum-bum. There's a spider in the basement, don't go down. She's huge and hairy and black and brown. She spins all day and weaves all night. She'll wrap you up and take a bite. If you get bit, I think I'll frown, cause we don't have a doctor in this town. Dum-bum-ba-da-dum-bum-bum-bum.